praise the Lord. God is so good. Hallelujah. Thank you, Trudy, for all that. Appreciate you. Hallelujah. And Micah, thank you for keeping us informed on all this new stuff coming up. Praise God. Hallelujah. Got a few other things on the horizon right now with the ministry, and uh, we'll kind of keep keep you posted on that here uh, coming up here probably in the next couple of weeks. And uh, But uh, God's good. Hallelujah. Doing all you can to uh, reach beyond uh, our own four walls. Come on, right? Uh, you know, the word's very clear that we're called uh, to be the salt, to be the light, to be difference makers. Can I hear a big amen? amen? Hallelujah. I believe that we're called to be atmosphere adjusters. Man, when you walk in a room, it ought to just shift. Come on, right? Atmosphere adjusters, environment influencers. Suburb swears, community changers, difference makers, praise God, that's who you are, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Smile real big at your neighbor and say, that's right, that's who we are. Hallelujah. First John, please, First John chapter 5, please, First John chapter 5. Oh, glory. Today I'm going to talk about being victory-minded. Hallelujah. Uh, last week we talked about a shout of triumph, and, and uh, so today I kind of felt like I kind of want to spin off that a little bit and talk about being victory-minded. I mean, you know, you got to be victory-minded. If you want a victory, praise God, it's going to start with how you're thinking about it. Come on now. If you're thinking victory, you're going to act more victorious. But if you think defeat, you act defeated. So you've got to make sure you get your head right. Look at your neighbor and say, it's time to get the head right. Hallelujah. Get our head right, our heart right, our mouth right. Praise God. But I do believe it starts with the head being right. Amen. The scripture says this in 1 John chapter 5 and verse 4. It says, um, here we are, for whatever is born of God. Whatever. Everybody say whatever. whatever. Hallelujah. And that's not necessarily calling you a whatever. But it says whatever is born of God. In other words, whatever comes out of God, okay, is, is going to be, is going to have over coming power in it see whatever is born of God whatever comes out of God in fact that word born uh, to regenerate uh, procreate beget um, conceive bring forth made from so whatever is is brought forth from God or made from God overcomes the world here we're going to define that here in a minute and it says and this is the victory that's overcome the world our faith amen verse 5 let's go ahead and read that it says who is he who overcomes the world, okay? So now we're talking about a, who, a whosoever. Come on, we had a whatsoever, but now we got a whosoever. Okay, who is he who overcomes the world, but he or she, right, who believes that Jesus is the Son of God? Now, why is that? Well, back in verse 4, it says, whatever is born of God overcomes the world. Whatever's made from God. See, you've made, you've made Jesus Christ the Lord of your life, and now you've come into a whole new family. You've been born again. Hallelujah. Anybody born again in the house today? All seven of you. Let's try that one more time. Anybody born again in the house? All right. Praise the Lord. So if you've been born again, which means now you've been born of God, so now what's what's put into your DNA is overcoming ability. You have seeds of greatness on the inside of you. You've been designed for accomplishment, engineered for success. That's you. Why? Because of 
the DNA because of what's in you now, because of the fact that you've been born of God. Hallelujah. That's why, you know, we, we stress around here. Uh, stress, that's not the right word, but I stress in the statement that uh, you are not your past. You are not your history. You are not your mistake. You are not your shortcoming. You are not your issue. Is this going to be a long service today or what? <laughs> Come on now. You are not your past. You are who God has made you to be. You are who God has designed you to be. And you are who God has said you are. Come on, somebody. Amen. So whatever is born of God overcomes the world, praise God. In other words, the world has nothing on you, cannot hold anything over you. Can I hear an amen? amen. So it says uh, that uh, uh, you have overcome the world. So let's talk about this word overcome for a minute. Amen. Uh, Nikeo, okay, uh, it comes from the, the root word is uh, Nike, which actually looks like Nike. If you're going to name a shoe, I guess you better name it victory or success. That's what it means. Come on, somebody. Uh, triumph. Amen. If you're going to name something, I guess you name it right. Come on, somebody. But it's uh, Nike uh, is the word. But this is Nikeos, which comes out of that root word. But again, it means to subdue, to conquer, to triumph, all key words here, to prevail, to gain or get a victory. Get the victory or gain the victory. Amen. Look at your neighbor and say, we got a victory to gain. Praise God. Hallelujah. To gain the victory, praise God. And it goes on to say, and this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. All right. And again, talking about whoever overcomes, whoever has received Christ overcomes. Now, real quick, just throw this in the mix. John 4 and 4 says, you are of God, little children. Amen. And you've overcome them because he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. Am I right? Okay, so that's just another way of saying what, we, what we're going to be talking about, amen, that you have the greater one on the inside, amen. So that automatically makes you greater than the world. So no matter what the world tries to do or hold over you, whatever the world is trying to pressure you in, understand that what's in you is far greater than anything that the world could bring your way. Look at your neighbor and say, you got a victory to gain, come on now. So back to, uh, back to 5, 4, uh, 1 John 5, 4. Whatever is born of God overcomes the world. Amen. It doesn't matter what the world brings, what systems, what's in operation. There's all kinds of yuck going on, all kinds of miserable stuff going on. Am, am I right? It's out there. It's going, it's going nuts out there in some places. Now God's shifting it and changing it. There are things happening. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. You know, whenever the world's in, in charge, it's amazing how idiotic it gets. But yet when the church begins to rise up and take its place, it's amazing how idiotacy, if I can say it that way, or idioticy or, or some kind of yucky or uh, itty, itty, whatever, I don't care what, it all has to go out the window. Because greater is he who's in you than he who's in the world. Because you are an overcomer, praise God. Hallelujah. Look at your neighbor, smile real big, and say, you overcomer, you. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. Then it says, and this is the victory. Nike or Nike, as we would see it. Amen. This is the victory. Amen. Our victory, praise God. Hallelujah. It also means the means of success. Amen. Let me give you some more of that. It means uh, to uh, conquest or triumph, a means of success, a means of br- the breakthrough or progress. Now, how many would like a, a breakthrough or two? Or progress. Sometimes not, we just need some more progress. Come on, right? Sometimes we just need more success. Come on, in some area. Amen? Amen. Of course, everybody might define that a little different, but it just literally means this word here, uh, victory, means the means of success or a breakthrough. So here's, this is the means, amen, of your success. And that is, amen, that, that means to overcome is what it's talking about. This means of victory that has overcome the, is what? Our faith. So in other words, our faith is the means of our success. So you've already been given, amen, as we're going to see here in a minute, uh, you've already been given the victory. You already have what it takes on the inside to walk in victory. But now what, what's going to be the means? So what's your vic- what is your victory? Atta- what is the means of your success? It's going to be your faith. In other words, you believe in it. See, before you can ever walk in victory, you're going to have to believe you have the victory. Are you with me? See, what happens is we're we're sitting around waiting for a victory to happen when all along you already have the victory handed to you. So what you have to do now is you have to purpose within, amen, to not believe the lie or not believe what the world has to say or believe what that negative person has to say. Come on, somebody. Instead, or even your own negative self. Am I here? Are you hearing me? Somewhere along the line, you got to bypass that and say, you know what? I choose to believe what God had to say. I choose to put confidence, that word faith, confidence in what he says. I choose to trust in what he says. I choose to rely or depend upon what he says. So this is the means of our success. This is the means of our breakthrough. This is the means uh, of, of our uh, victory in any way, shape, or form. Hallelujah. Our progress, another word it used. Amen. This is the means to it, is using our faith, believing God. Now, how's faith come? By hearing. By hearing what? Word of God. So you've got to attach yourself somehow or another to the Word of God. Amen. Somewhere along the line, you've got to be hearing it. Amen. Hearing it taught. Amen. Hearing it, uh, you know, through reading it, through meditating on it, through listening to it, through uh, hopefully watching it. Amen. The word, you know, uh, is pretty clear. Amen. That that, that, uh, that information can come to you. That word can come to you in all kinds of ways. Amen. But the bottom line is you got to grab it. Okay. You got to grab hold of it and say, all right, I choose to believe this. Now, one of the reasons that the word is so powerful is uh, it's, it's a language of potential. Many times you've heard me say that, amen. So with that, within that, then within that word, amen, is all things are possible. So you have to hang on to that, listen to that, keep hearing that, so that faith comes because faith is your means of success. Faith is your means of the overcoming. You're going to overcome just because you've released faith, amen, that you're an overcomer. I mean, how many times did Jesus minister to somebody and many times, you know, we say, well, you know, that was Jesus. You know, Jesus, uh, you know, obviously carried a great anointing. And, you know, he, he's the healer and the deliverer. Amen. We're not changing any of that. But every time he would say he'd minister to them and he'd say, by your faith. 
you are changed. By your faith, you've received. I need to acknowledge it. Your faith did that. See, you, right now, you believed on what he said. So he came and he ministered something to him. He'd say, in some place, he'd say, according to your faith. In other words, okay, you're here now because you want something. In fact, he would even ask him, what do you want? What right now would be your term of success or breakthrough or progress? What is it you want? Well, this is what I want. I want to receive my sight. Well, he, you know, he was standing there talking to a blind man or two. You know, I think he knows they're blind. But he still asked them the question. You know, because they could show up, be blind as a bat, and say, I have this hangnail. He'd say, okay, be healed according to your faith. Oh, good, it went away. Is anybody hearing me? I'm not trying to mess with your head. I'm just saying, see, there's a, there's a purpose. He says, listen, your means of success, your means of a victory, a breakthrough, progress in your life is going to be you believing in it. So you're going to have to hear, amen, have to read or see or meditate on what he has to say about it. And the more you meditate on this word, the more you attach yourself to the language of potential, which means now all things are possible. Praise God. So when God says, you can be delivered, you say, hey, hallelujah, I'll take that, praise God. You have authority over the enemy. Hey, ha, hallelujah, I receive that. And you can stand your ground instead of letting the devil use your head like a punching bag. Amen. Come on. You stand your ground, push back and resist. Amen. And get your victory. Praise God. The devil has no right to you, has no right to your household, has no right to your family, has no right to your kids, has no right to your health, has no right to your finance, has no right to any part of your life. So... Whatever is born of God overcomes the world. Amen. Well, praise the Lord. All right, with that said, the New Living Translation says this, we achieve this victory through our faith. The Message Translation says, the conquering power that brings the world to its knees is our faith. The Passion Translation says, for our faith is the victorious power that triumphs over the devil or over the world. But I'm just going to put devil too. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now Jesus said this. I'm just going to throw this out. In John 16 and 33, he said, In the world you will have tribulation. Now aren't you glad he didn't just stop there? In the world, there's all kinds of pressure. We're going to, we're going to talk about it because we're not, just because you have a life of victory ahead of you or a life of triumph, doesn't mean you're exempt from challenges. In fact, the whole idea is the fact that there is challenges ahead. Things that you're dealing with and going through. So you need to know that you have the victory over it. All right? So he said in the world, you're going to have pressure. You're going to have uh, persecution and tribulation. You're going to have that stuff. But be of good cheer, he said, because I've overcome the world. In other words, I've already done this, and now there's a piece of me in you, praise God. So what's been, uh, you know, in a sense, uh, stitched into your DNA, praise God, is a piece of me, hallelujah, the overcomer of the world 
is in you, which means now you have been born of God and you are an overcomer. Hallelujah. All right, let's, let's shift gears here. Let's go to 1 Corinthians. Are you doing okay or am I boring you? All right. 1 Corinthians. Look, and look at your neighbor and say, no room for quitting here. Sometimes the only thing that needs to happen in, in some cases is just a change of thought. Because, uh, as I said earlier, sometimes it is, is you, you have more of a defeat mentality based on all kinds of things. You could say, well, Pastor, you just don't understand. No, I do understand. No, you don't understand because of all the things. No, whoa, whoa, stop, stop, break. No, Pastor, it's all these things that I, you know, this thing happened, that thing happened, this thing happened, that happened, and this happened, and this happened, and this happened. So why is this going to be any different? Because you're going to change the way you think. Because it starts with how you think. Because if all you're going to do is attach yourself to yesterday, yesteryear, yesterdecade, well, then you can't move forward in who you are, and you're a new creation in Christ. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things become new. So somewhere we got to put, see, faith in what he says. Are you with me? Now, I'm not denying what you've been through, and I'm not even denying the fact you might be against an obstacle right now or some kind of a challenge right now. We're not denying that. Do you think Jesus was heartless when he told that person, have faith? Or do you think he was heartless because he said to somebody, you don't have any faith? Do you think Jesus was heartless when he told the team, he says, where is your faith? Do you think he was heartless when he said, according to your faith? Do you think Jesus was heartless? I don't think so at all. He just wanted you to have your victory. He just wanted you to get your success. He just wanted you to get your breakthrough. He just wanted you to get progress. He just wanted you to get victory. He just wanted you to get on top as the head and not the tail. But he says, listen, you thinking in a defeat mode and being some kind of a, uh, you know, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, victim. There we go. Victim mindset ain't going to get nowhere. Pastor, you don't say I was a victim. I'm not denying that, and he's not denying that. Why am I yelling? Nobody's denying the fact. Amen. Shout of triumph. Amen. I didn't sound a lot of triumph on that one. But anyway, okay. Hallelujah. But the point is this. We're not denying the fact that maybe something happened that shouldn't have happened. Okay, nobody's doing that. But the thing is, you don't want what happened yesterday be the thing that determines your tomorrow. So what we, want, we want to shift that. So part of that's going to have to happen is going to be a way of thinking. Okay, now chapter uh, 15 of 1 Corinthians. Are you there? probably an hour ago. Anyway, it says this, verse 57, but thanks be to God, amen, who gives us the victory. Nikaios, okay, there's a saint, comes out of that same root word, amen, is a victory, a means of success, of uh, breakthrough, progress, victory, amen. So he's given us, what he, what's it say? It says, who gives us the victory. Look at your neighbor and say, you've had a victory given to you. 
And it says, through our Lord Jesus Christ. So let me ask the question again. Is there anybody in here saved? Anybody born again in the house? Anybody made Jesus Christ the Lord of your life? Is there anybody in here that prayed a sinner's prayer? We call it once in a while. Anybody? Anybody said, Jesus, I receive you now. Anybody in here done that? All right, see, that's what he's talking about. See, it's through our Lord Jesus. And because you've done that, now he's handing you something. He says, what I have for you is a victory. And you can begin to give thanks because I've given you a victory. And he says, therefore, and usually when you see the word therefore, you have to stop and see what it's there for. Right? Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast and immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. In other words, he didn't say, you, you know, because the pressure's on, you get to quit and do nothing or bury your head in the sand or just stay in the bed all day or whatever. Come on, somebody. He says there's still things to get done, but he says you, you can do this because or therefore because of the fact that he's already given you the victory. So that's why then it says here you don't have to quit. You be steadfast, you be immovable or unmovable, and maybe another way of saying it, always abounding or excelling in the work of the Lord, amen, doing what you should be doing, knowing that your labor, your time spent, the things you do are not in vain in the Lord. Somebody said, well, pastor, I just don't understand. I've been doing this, and I just and it seems like it's taking forever. Just stay with it. Like Paul said, having done all to stand, stand. Keep going. Keep doing. Praise God. God has given you a victory. Keep your faith engaged. Don't be backing up. Don't be quitting. Don't be doubting. Don't, be, don't unplug your faith. Amen. Stay as a believer. You're a believer. Stay as a believer. Amen. Keep moving forward and get your victory. In whatever it is we're talking about. Some of you might be believing God concerning things in your household, concerning your health, your kids. We can go on and on and on. Something about business or finance. Or we can go on and on and on of all the things that you have going on in your life. It could be just some of this mess that's happening in this nation right now. Stay with it. Stay on it. Don't quit. Don't give up. Don't back up. Foul devil's got to bow its knee. Are you with me? Look at your neighbor and say, is he going to get political? <laughs> I want to. Hallelujah. But we got the victory. But, but, as I said many times over, that don't mean that we just do nothing. We keep our faith engaged. We do what we're called to do. Unmovable. Steadfast. Always abounding. Doing what's necessary. Praise God. Keeping yourself engaged doing what you need to do. No give up here. No quit spirit. Amen. We got a victory spirit. Praise God. Victory minded. Praise God. Anybody victory minded in the house today. Hallelujah. Go to the next book over. Chapter 2 of 2 Corinthians. A verse we used last week just because we were talking about a spirit of triumph. Amen. But it's again using the, same, using the same thing. It says, now thanks be to God who always leads us in triumph in Christ. And through us diffuses the fragrance of his knowledge in every place. In other words, you're, you're a move forward people. You're stirred to move forward. But it says here, amen, you have the victory. Uh, amen. That says here, praise God, that there's that means of success in your life if you just keep moving forward. And he'll lead you. He'll guide you. Sometimes, amen, just staying in faith 
keeps, your, keeps, the, keeps the ears in tune, keeps your heart in tune. Come on, somebody, keeps your head engaged, amen, so that God can begin to lead you. Because sometimes it's just a little thing he leads, a little thing to say, a little thing to pray, a little thing to do. And all of a sudden, praise God, everything shifts. But giving up ain't going to get nothing done. Anybody hearing me today? Hallelujah. You know, years ago, I heard, heard a statement. I thought it was kind of good. It said, you know, a big shot is nothing but a little shot that just kept shooting. Just keep at it. Well, how'd you get to be such a big shot? Well, I don't know. I was just a little shot like you. And I kept shooting. Whatever. <laughs> you stay with it. You don't give up. You don't quit. You don't back down. You keep moving forward. Sometimes the only thing that keeps things rolling is you just kept going. You just kept doing. You just kept believing. You just kept pressing in. You kept making your declarations of faith. You kept standing on the word of God about this. You kept praying this. Amen. You stayed with it. Praise God. Amen. What is it you're believing for today? What is it you need today? Well, according to your faith. Amen. And that's not said in some heartless manner. That's just the facts. What, what's stirring in you today? Well, stay engaged. You'll get that. It'll happen. It'll work. Amen. Hallelujah. Chapter uh, 4, uh, same book here. And I just, it kind of what hit me uh, as I was kind of meditating on this. Amen. Uh, that just because we have the victory and being led in triumph, amen, doesn't mean that there ain't pressure moments. And just because there's a pressure moment don't give you uh, the license to shut down. Are you with me? Paul said this in verse 8, said uh, chapter 4, he said, We are hard-pressed on every side, but not crushed. Praise the Lord. We are perplexed, but we're not in despair. We may be persecuted, but we're not forsaken. We may be struck down, but we're not destroyed. Can I hear a big amen? I like how the J.B. Phillips says it. He says, we may be knocked down, but we ain't never knocked out, praise God. Amen. He might have got a good lick in once in a while, but bless God, you get back up, take him to the mat, and, and let him know who's boss. Amen. Hallelujah. You don't quit. Well, glory to God. Proverbs 24, put that up if you will. In verse 16, it says, For a righteous man may fall seven times and rise again, but the wicked fall by calamity. Now, the, the emphasis here is not how many times, per se, the person fell, but the fact that they kept getting up. That's the emphasis. Yeah. It says, For a righteous man may fall seven times and rise, what? Again. Pastor, what do I do? Again. Get up again. Amen. The number seven isn't just a, uh, it literally means complete. The word, the number itself means complete or a perfect. So in other words, you may be really good at falling. The point is just keep getting back up. Hallelujah. Put Micah uh, uh, verse seven, or chapter 7, verse 8 up there, if you will. Praise God. Hallelujah. Do not rejoice over me, my enemy. When I fall, I will arise. 
When I sit in darkness, that literally just means in a dark spot, in a bad spot. I'm in a, I'm a, I got my back against the wall here. Amen. When I sit in, a, in darkness, the Lord will be a light to me, praise God. In other words, I am never alone. A God who's always with me, never leave me, never forsake me, praise God. I put my faith in Him. I put my trust in Him. I put my confidence in Him, praise God. So devil, you might have got in a good lick, but bless God, I'm still standing. Hallelujah. Here we go go again hallelujah well pastor have you ever have you ever flopped absolutely didn't that edify you we've all flopped we've all had moments where we ain't so proud of we've all had moments where maybe uh, we didn't really shine like we probably should have we all have moments where maybe we just didn't get her done like we probably could have but you get back up again and you move forward, praise God. We gain that victory mindset, praise God, victory mentality, hallelujah, be victory-minded, praise God. You got to get up again and keep moving, praise God. Hallelujah. Anybody in agreement with me on that? Hallelujah. So I looked up the word quit because it's so edifying. It means to give up. To surrender, to relinquish, to disengage. Some people are just guilty of disengaging. I'm just going to disengage because I don't want to think about it. All right. To cease perseverance or insistence. Hmm. Well, ain't none of them things work. So, no quit. Look at your neighbor and say, no quit. Hallelujah. One guy said it this way, there's a lot of ways to be a winner, but there's one sure way to lose, and that's to quit. And that's a fact. So no quitters here. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Turn with me to uh, Romans 8. Have I ever told you how much I love Romans 8? Hallelujah. Got to go to Romans 8. Hallelujah. Let me throw a statement at you here. It's something the Spirit of God told me several years ago. He said, where you are right now has nothing to do with where you're going. Where you are right now has nothing to do with where you're going. But what you do now may have everything to do with where you're going. Amen. So you may say, well, Pastor, I don't have this really working in me now. Well, praise the Lord. I'm glad you came then. Glad you had an ear to hear and a heart to receive. Praise God. Glad the eyes you understand you're being enlightened. Why? Because, praise God, you can shift some things, change some things. Amen. Because your means of success, your means of victory, your means of a breakthrough, your means of progress is in your faith. Praise God. And if you'll just engage your faith, I guarantee you we can get some things done. Praise God. Get you on the road you need to be on. Can I hear an amen? amen. Hallelujah. Set your sights on what you're, uh, where you're going to and not what you're going through. Another good statement. Amen. Hallelujah. Romans 8. Let's go to verse, uh, how about, uh, I think it's like 35. Is that where I said 35? Hallelujah. I read more of this. Uh, in fact, I read a little bit of this, Romans 8, my uh, midweek. Uh, that'll be coming up, I think, uh, Wednesday. Hallelujah. And uh, how many know God's for you and not against you? No matter what the enemy tries to uh, uh, bring a charge or condemn you with. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. But let's go to verse 35 today. It says this, Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? 
shall tribulation. Well, what do you think? Now, tribulation just means, uh, really what it means is uh, uh, trouble pressure, okay, pressure from trouble. Okay, that's what tribulation means. So there might be some kind of trouble going on. So will that, will that trouble separate you from the love of Christ? No. Okay, no, because he's, he's still there, right? That's the point he's trying to make. He's still there. See, the price was paid. He ain't going anywhere. And just because you might feel like you, you know, might feel a little alone at a moment or two, understand he's always right there. So keep your faith engaged. Okay, how about distress? That's mental pressure. You ever had mental pressure? You ever been stressed out? Look at your neighbor and say, no more of that. No more stressing out. No more anxiety. No more uh, mental torment. You, gotta, you gotta, can't, can't yield to that mess. All right? So, now, so will that separate you from the love of Christ? It's getting weaker in here. Will that separate you from the love of Christ? Okay, how about persecution? That means people pressure, all those people. Will that separate you from the love of Christ? No, amen. No. How about famine? Okay, now that's, just, you know, that's talking about um, uh, without sustenance, okay? Have you ever been hungry? Have you ever had to just eat top ramen? Anyway, I'll leave that alone. That's... That was my thing. Some people actually love eating that. I, I haven't figured that out yet. But anyway, whatever. The point is, hallelujah, whatever. Hallelujah. But there was a day that's all we could afford. Go down to the store, you could buy a dozen for a buck. Hallelujah! We started increasing, praise God, because now we found out some principles about giving, and we started doing that, and pretty soon, man, our, our, it started bringing increase. And next thing you know, we could buy frozen veggies to mix with the top ramen. Hallelujah! <laughs> Hallelujah. Will famine separate you from the love of Christ? No. How about nakedness? That's without uh, provision, okay, is what it means. Huh? So have you ever been? Have you ever had a lack of provision in any way, shape, or form? Absolutely. Most of us have been there, or at least tasted that once or twice. Come on. Well, would that separate you from the love of Christ? Now it's nice. You know, there's, uh, I've been without, and I've had, and I, having's better. Just thought I'd let you know that. Come on. It's nice to be able to pay the bills. Come on, somebody. It's nice to be able to put fuel in the tank. Even if it is four bucks a gallon, but anyway. <laughs> Hallelujah. All right. So, will being without or nakedness, will that separate you from the love of Christ? I have to define these things because nakedness just seems weird. Leave it alone, right? All right. I better leave that alone. All right. All right. So it won't separate from the love of Christ. How about peril? Okay, that just means your life's in danger is what it means. Okay, so pressure from that. Maybe your life's in danger. Okay, maybe that's happened. Okay, maybe you've been in a situation or something. Your life was in danger. All right, and we're not just talking about a spider crawling on you. Well, maybe, maybe if it's the wrong kind of spider, maybe. Anyway, the point is this. Will that separate you from the love of Christ? I mean, we're trying to make a point here. Sword, it literally means judicial punishment, under judicial punishment. Has anybody ever been under judicial punishment? Don't raise your hand. 
I can attest that it did not separate me from the love of Christ. <laughs> All right. So, well, we better do verse 36. As it is written. Everybody say written. So this is a quote out of the Old Covenant. So it's a written. Okay, it's written. Something was, this is what was said before. For your sake, we are killed all day long. We are accounted as sheep for the slaughter. In other words, you may feel like everything's against you is what he's saying. You may feel like, I mean, everything bad that could happen is happening right now. That's what he's saying. He says, you may feel like all this stuff, all this pressure, all these things are against me right now. All this stuff's happening to me right now. That's just my old rotten luck. My life stinks. See, some people say, that's my refrigerator verse. Well, if it is, got to change it. Because, see, that's defeat mentality. He said, as it is written, it says this. But, verse 37, he changes gears. He shifts it. He says, yet. In other words, we don't, we don't hang out there. I love it. We don't hang out in verse 36. We hang out in verse 37. Amen you with me? Yet in all these things, no matter what's going on, what kind of pressure's coming, what's happening. See, we're saying a life of victory, a life being led in triumph, doesn't mean you're exempt from challenges. Doesn't mean that the, the enemy isn't still going to try to uh, beat down your front door. But you got to know who you are, and you got to know what you got, and you got to know, praise God, that you got a God that'll never leave you nor forsake you. And if you put your faith in God, I guarantee you, no matter what has come against you, you will watch God give you a victory like you've never had. He is still doing signs, wonders, and miracles. He's still, praise God, changing things, bringing life into dead situations. Just don't quit. Well, Pastor, I lost everything. Well, so did he. Huh? But he rose up, paid a price for you and for me. Hallelujah. And maybe at the moment, things don't look all that great, but get, guess what? Yet, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. More than conquerors. See, that's what he's getting to here. More than conquerors. Uh, the Greek word for this is hooper nikeo. So in other words, uh, that same root word, amen, but it puts on there the hooper nikeo, hooper nikeo, amen, which means above and beyond to gain a decisive victory. More than a conqueror. Hallelujah. Vanquish beyond. Hallelujah. I love it. Gain a decisive victory. So when it's done, there ain't nobody going to be able to look and go, well, they're going to say, whoa, that's a victory. I mean, you rolled them. I mean, you stomped them. I mean, man, whoa. No stopping you in God. In all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. Praise God. Verse 38. Are you still doing okay? All right. 
Hallelujah. Verse 38 says this. Amen. For I am persuaded. In other words, my faith is engaged. I refuse to back up and quit. I am persuaded. I am locked on. I am focused, laser focused. Hallelujah. I'm on it. Praise God. I refuse to back down. Hallelujah. I am persuaded that neither death nor life nor angel nor principality nor power nor things present nor things to come nor height nor depth nor any other created thing can separate me from the love of Christ. Can separate me. Well, that's, that's a cool statement, Pastor. What does it mean? So I took the time, and I uh, looked all these up. Amen. I'm, not gonna, I'm just going to give you the condensed version, if you're okay with that. So I, I rewrote the verse. It's the Jerry Roberts translation. Verse 38 and 39. Hallelujah. And this is what Paul said. I am persuaded that whether things die or live, whether things good or bad or unexplained happen, whether things are instantaneous or have been delayed, whether things have been exposed or remain hidden, even if things have been fabricated against me, nothing shall be able to separate me from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. You want me to read it again or not? All right. For I am persuaded that whether things die or live. Now listen, sometimes these are things, depending on what we're talking about, these are some things that sometimes shut people down. We're not making light of anybody's thing. We're just saying that you can't let none of this stuff knock you off your faith. So whether things die or live, whether things good or bad or unexplained happen, and we're not talking about the good, the bad, and the other. Well, anyway, no. Anyway, good or bad or unexplained. Some things are unexplained. Some things you're like, okay, what just happened? I'm not sure yet, but keep moving forward in God. He'll give you an answer. Good or bad or unexplained. Whether things are instantaneous or have been delayed. Well, Pastor, I've been praying for this thing for, for weeks now. Stay with it. Sometimes, you know, you're just, sometimes you're learning how to, how to shift gears, so to speak. Sometimes you're learning how to, how to put her, you know, uh, put her in, in, in fast mode. Or you're just, sometimes you've got to learn how to do all. You're just learning. You're just growing. Amen? Maybe this time it took a couple months, but next time it might only take a month. And the next time it might only take a week. So the point is this, okay, so whatever it is that, that might be hanging you up, okay, so whether things are, are, are instantaneous or been delayed, amen, I'm going to stay locked on. Whether things have been exposed or remain hidden. There's a lot of that mess going on right now. Just saying. A lot of stuff coming into the light. Even if things have been fabricated against us. Have you ever had anybody lie about you? Everybody tell stories about you? Do things, amen, and try to make you look like the bad guy? Come on. Sometimes people fabricate things. 
Well, that's it. I'm not serving God. I'm not going to church. I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to read my Bible. I'm not going to pray because people lied about me. Dude, it happens all the time. So you can't let that kind of stuff back you down. You just stay with it. Amen. What was the verse we, we read today at offering, you know? Don't get, you know, don't get critical. Don't get judgmental. Don't, you know, condemn me. Just, just keep yourself in faith. Amen. Sow the right seed, and God will turn this thing around. You'll walk out with a victory. Can I hear a big amen? All right. So whether things uh, have been fabricated against us, nothing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Praise God. Did you get something today? Give, the God, give our Lord praise. Come on, everybody. Hallelujah. Why don't you all stand up? Praise God. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to watch the video of this message, head over to vimeo.com forward slash WO Victory or go to Jerry Roberts Ministry on Roku. For more information about who we are and what we do here at Order Victory, check out the website at wovictory.org. That's wovictory.org. See you there.